Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hello. Happy okay-ish Monday. I hope everyone is having just, you know, a great day. And if it's not great, that's okay-ish. I'm so excited to talk to you. The past few weeks, I've had guests on, and I love, love, love having guests on, but I haven't been able to just like sit down and chat with you all in a little while, so I'm really excited to do so today. Don't worry. I have lots more really cool guests coming up in coming weeks, so make sure if you're listening to this to hit the follow button so you won't miss an episode. That would be fantastic. So today I actually want to talk about something that I've been going through that I realized I think a lot of people can relate to. Lately, I've been having to make some big decisions just about career and stuff like that. And somebody asked me, how are you making that decision? Like, what are you doing to like try to make some of these career decisions that you're trying to make? And when this person asked me, how are you making that decision? I was like, huh. That's a really great question. I have no idea how I'm making this decision. Stressing over it? (laughs) Crying a lot? I, I really don't know. And the one thing that I could come up with that is actually helping me to make this decision, and this might sound a little silly, but the one thing that I could come up with was journaling. And so today I want to talk about how we make decisions and a little bit about journaling too. Well, a little bit about everything. So in making some of these career decisions, I've been getting a lot of advice of like, trust your gut. A lot of people have been telling me, you know, the way I make decisions is I trust my gut. You just got to listen to your gut. That's like a lovely statement, but I have a serious question for you. What happens when your gut is also riddled with anxiety? (laughs) I don't know about you all, but I often have trouble knowing, okay, what is like a gut instinct? This is what I want versus what is my anxiety? Because I'm telling you, they sound the same sometimes. They really do. And so all of this has got me to thinking and how other people make decisions, how I make decisions, how to make the best decisions oh my goodness, decisions, decisions, decisions. It's been, it's been a little stressful. So before I go on, there is no good way to make a decision. Like there is no right or wrong, right? Some people love pro and cons lists. Some people love talking it out to everyone they know. Some people love, you know, trying different things. I personally just do a mix of all of it and hope for the best. There is no right or wrong way to make a decision. We have to do what's best for us. But that's the thing. A lot of the time, we have no idea what's best for us. I know that I don't. And for me, that's where journaling comes in. 
When people say, trust your gut, do what's best for you. And I say, I have no idea what my gut is saying. And I have no idea what's best for me. That's where journaling is actually really, really helpful for me. And you may be thinking, oh my gosh, of course, a therapist is talking about journaling. That's so cliche. I hear you. <laughs> I totally hear you. But don't turn the channel yet because I actually want to talk about all the ways that we as human beings journal wrong. Wrong is the wrong word. Journal in a non-productive way. I'll say that. So I started journaling when I was, I don't know, elementary school. I thought it was a good idea to like start a journal. I think I got a pretty notebook. And I started journaling. And at the time, what I would write about in my journal is what I did that day, just everything I did that day. And then I would go a few days without journaling and then go back to my journal and get really, really stressed out because I would have to, you know, remember and write down everything I did in the days that I didn't journal. Right. It was like very confusing. And so I gave it up. Right. I gave it up. So then the next time I started journaling was like probably in college. And now just to like set the scene a little bit, when I was in college, I had never gone to therapy. I was not on any psychotropic medications and I was anxious. I didn't realize at the time that what I was experiencing was anxiety. I just thought I was high, strung and dramatic, which is also true. But <laughs> there was definitely a lot of anxiety woven in there. So I'm in college. I'm away from home for the first time, experiencing terrible anxiety without even realizing it. And I decide to journal again. And that didn't turn out well either, because what ended up happening then is that I just my journal turned into a spiral of anxiety, a complete anxiety spiral. I would start journaling about, you know, this is what's stressing me out or this is what I'm worried about. And then I would just keep writing and writing. Well, I'm worried about this because of this and this because of this. And oh my goodness. And it just made me more anxious. So even though we can't really journal wrong, I would say that those ways of journaling were the wrong way for me. <laughs> They were the wrong way for me. And so it actually wasn't until a few years ago that I really started journaling in a productive way. And so when this person asked me, hey, how are you making this decision? Like, what are you doing? And the one thing that came to my mind was, well, I'm journaling. It's actually really true because journaling for me has become this tool to understand myself this tool to kind of like weed through my thoughts and organize them. Because let me tell you, what's in my brain is a big clump of thoughts. And if I can write them in a journal a little bit, they become less clumpy and more organized. So how do I do that? Since clearly I have had years of not great journaling. And if anyone can relate to me who feels like you want to trust your gut, but you don't know if you should trust your gut because you also know you have anxiety, this podcast episode might be for you. Now, before I get going into how I journal, journaling is like really, really trendy right now. And there's lots of different types of journals. So there's guided journals, which guided journals often have just like random questions, which is really great. If you're like, I have no idea what to write about, Guided journals can be great because they ask you lots of random questions. One downfall of this is like 
the question that you get on that day may not really relate to what you're experiencing on that day. So it may be a little incongruent, but still guided journals can be a great place to start. There's also habit journals. I've been seeing these becoming more and more popular. I see this on Pinterest all the time. Like maybe they're just, I don't know, I'm being targeted for these habit journals on Pinterest. But habit journals are basically like tracking your healthy habits. I feel like I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I feel like we've gotten really obsessed with tracking things. Like, why do we need to track everything? I mean, I get it. I like tracking things. Like, I won't go to the gym unless I can make my little check mark on my calendar. Like, it makes me feel good. But also, like, I think we've gone a little overboard. But anyways, if that works for you, great. Like habit journals can have you track things, can have you track how you feel about those things. Oh, you went to the gym five days this week. Journal about how you're feeling about that. That can be great. That was just an example. I don't really know what the habit journals say. You can check them out. They're all over my Pinterest if you're interested. <laughs> but that's just another type of journal. A third type of journal is a gratitude journal. And gratitude journals are similar to habit journals in the sense that they're usually consistent, like they ask the same questions every single day. Gratitude journals are really, really awesome for keeping us in a positive mindset, for focusing on the good in our lives, all of that. If we struggle to kind of focus on that, they can be really helpful. I noticed there's a lot of like gratitude and spiritual journals combined, which can also be really helpful if that's what you feel. But then there's also just the good old fashioned notebook. And personally, that's my favorite way to journal. Now, I don't write down everything I did that day like I tried to do in middle school. And I don't spiral into my anxiety. But I have to watch that. I have to be careful of that and be aware that I could easily spiral into my anxiety. What I try to do instead is I try to make decisions. I try to understand my thought process. And I actually do a lot of different things in my journal. I will, you know, I'll write down gratitude lists. Um, you know, this is what I'm thankful for today. I'll write down other lists too, like, this is why I'm proud of myself today, or these are the top 10 reasons I'm stressed and I just need to get it out. I'll also write down positive affirmations, like, even though I'm stressed right now, this feeling will pass. It will get better. There's something about writing it down People talk about saying affirmations to themselves, which is great. If that works for you, awesome. But for me, I got to write it down. Writing it down like helps it stick into my brain. I do write down things that are bothering me, things that are stressing me out. Again, I have to be careful that that doesn't lead to like a spiral and negative mindset. And so a good trick to doing that is... I'll do one of two things. I'll either give myself a time limit, like I'm just going to like bitch about this in my journal for five minutes and then that's my time limit. I got to move on to something else. Or I will write about what's bothering me and then I'll also write down things that can help me feel better, like what I need to do to like move past whatever is bothering me. That's a good trick for making it like a little bit more productive. I also often write quotes from other people. <laughs> This may sound like a little silly, but it makes me feel really good. If someone like gives me a compliment or says something really nice to me, I'll write it down because I want to remember it. When I'm feeling bad, I can go back and look at like the wonderful supportive people I have in my life. I also write down goals in my journal. I write down goals and brainstorms and I have a lot of thoughts in my head and I need to get them out and organize them. 
that's where that whole journaling helps me make decisions. Because it's really, really, really hard to like psychoanalyze your own thoughts. One of my, ugh, one thing that annoys me so much, I actually think I said this on a podcast recently, but when I'm struggling with a problem and people say, what would you tell a client? Because I have no idea what I would tell a client because it's my brain. I'm not in a client's brain. I'm actually in my brain. But journaling, getting what's in my brain out can help. It can help me make decisions. It can help me understand. Usually, I already know what I want to do. I just may not realize it. Or maybe me knowing what I want to do is covered by fear or anxieties or whatever it may be covered by. And so journaling can be a really, really good way to kind of uncover that gut feeling. Because contrary to popular belief, gut feelings don't often hit us over the face. Sometimes we need to, to look at it in different ways. Now, I will put a caveat in there. So I mentioned earlier that part of what is making me talk about this today is that I've had to make some career decisions lately. And the caveat that I will put in there is I got to the point where I was talking about it too much because <laughs> I was asking everyone I know for their advice. And then it got to the point where I had all these other people's advice. And I was like, wait, 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 I'm the one making these decisions. I need to look inward. And like, yeah, other people's advice is great. Other people who know me and support me and love me, I of course want their advice because I of course trust and respect their opinions. But it got to the point where I was like, I need to look inward. I need to figure this out for myself. And that is where the journaling came in. That is where it came in. How do I understand what's going on in my brain? You know, it's interesting because so often we as human beings do things kind of on autopilot, right? We make decisions and do things on autopilot. And that's a good thing because we need to be productive in life. <laughs> we need to get stuff done. We need to be able to make decisions quickly. So like, for example, we need to be able to make a decision quickly when we're driving, if we need to swerve, if that car is coming at us, right? We need to be able to do that. And thankfully, we have the capacity to be able to do that. But oftentimes, we're making decisions without even thinking at all. And again, sometimes we need to. But are there big decisions that we are making that maybe we should be thinking about that we're not? It's interesting, right? Because I feel like for me, at least, I vacillate between thinking too much about choices and not thinking enough. <laughs> I haven't quite found that sweet spot. And I bet a lot of people can relate. Anyone who struggles with anxiety can definitely relate to thinking a little bit too much. That's for sure. But how else can we relate? So often, we are making decisions on autopilot without actually knowing what we're thinking. And so I'm really, really thankful that I had a friend that said, how are you making this decision? Because it was a really good reality check for how am I making this decision? Am I making it based off of what other people are telling me? Am I making it based off of how I'm feeling in the moment? Or am I making it based on I've really looked at it and I've really come to figure out what is best for me and what I want? And so I encourage us all to really think about how are we making decisions? 
What do we do? And I've been talking about journaling today, but for you, it could be something different. But what do we do to organize those thoughts, to understand ourselves, to understand what we want, to help figure out what is a gut instinct versus what is anxiety? How do we do that? Again, for me, journaling is a really, really good way to do it. And there's lots of different types of journaling like I was talking about. You know, it's interesting because as a therapist, I often use the word process way more than I used to. Right. So like, have you processed that feeling? I think we need to process that event. Right. I say process like all the time. And it's interesting because before I was a therapist, I never really thought about like, how am I processing this event that happened to me? I mean, I would think about that a little bit, but definitely not in those words. And so for me, I figured out that a few things that help me process things And what I basically mean by that is organizing my thoughts, understanding my thoughts, because we have thousands, probably millions. I should have looked it up before this podcast, but we have so many thoughts a day. It's impossible to understand all of them. But I think we want to understand the big ones. And so for me, I talk about it and I journal about it and I work through it and I process it. But I want to challenge all of us to to what my friend asked me. How are we making decisions? But I'm going to add to that. How are we understanding our thoughts, understanding what we want, processing what's going on for us? You know, it's interesting. I just actually right before I'm recording this, I just finished with a client where the client said that they wanted something. And I said, what what makes you want that? Like, it, it doesn't seem to be congruent with the other things you want. And this client was like, I don't know. And I was like, is this something you actually want? Or do you just think you want this? And it's funny because we both kind of laughed because they were like, "Mm, maybe I just think I don't think I actually want that. (laughs) And that shows that so often, you know, we do that. We do that as human beings and we have to understand what's going on for us and to get to know ourselves better. And so I challenge all of us to think about how we're making decisions how we're understanding our thoughts, because really that'll help us get to know ourselves better. And getting to know ourselves better is pretty okay-ish. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayish podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.